The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the official Lever Gabalcon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me in the GHR studio, I have our senior correspondent, Charles Saladino. Hello, fun seekers! And we have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. I gotta know, how you feeling? It looks like you had a conniption just a moment ago on Facebook Live. I, I, I'm all right now. Yeah, you're like just waving oh, your arms around. I was yeah. trying to yeah. use the force to oh. convey information where I just could have said something. I, think, I was about ready to roll you on your side so you wouldn't bite off your own tongue. I, I think it all started with the word county. I was at this event uh, the other night. And it was like a, it was called a Taste of Ireland, and there was an Ooh. Irish singer that came out, and he was playing his guitar, and he's like, as you can tell from my New York Irish accent, I'm from County Suffolk. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I'm gonna start saying when people, where are you from? I'm like, um, County. Suffolk. I'm from County Suffolk. I think it just sounds so much more regal and like fancy. But you yeah. gotta say it with the accent, mm-hmm. though. Oh yeah, I'll just say I'm from, I'm from County Suffolk. Yeah, yeah see, look at that. Yeah, nice. I'd be from, from Suffolk. Where are you from? Yeah. I'd be from, from County, County Suffolk. What county are you from? We also and they're like. What? <laughs> we also have our very own uh, Zambo the Engineer from GHR. Hello. And our guest who we're going to be talking to with and about, which is awesome because he's here, we have Phil Russert from the Suffolk Comic and Art Expo. Ha-ha! Yeah. Yeah. He learned to just throw it to you. Suffolk, yeah. Yeah. Make it easy. Yeah, there but you go. But before we do any of that, oh, almost forgot, we also, um, also we're going to be talking about the uh, Queen's um, World Film Festival, and I have nice. an interview with, uh, with one of the film producers that's a friend of our show. These are so. films oh, nice. from around yeah. the world. And, it and was, actually. Okay. I'm going to be mentioning the amazing Grindhouse uh, meet and greet yeah. oh, yes. at the that Hicksville, uh, no, at the uh, Broadway Commons. Heck yeah. yeah. That was cool. So before any, we do any of that, yeah, you're going to take it away with the news. Yay. News oh. is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Con, which we are the official radio show. Uh, celebrating over 22 years of pop culture and complex stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapp.com. AppleCC.com. And I also want to throw the shout out to our Patreons for Danny Grillo, Jared Burrell, filmmaker Jared Burrell, who we're going to be Jay having Jared. his view with him yeah. later on. Uh, two Sentence Horror, Millie Portes, Kyle Horn, and Dresden Media. D R E Z E N Dresden Media. Uh, if you guys want to uh, help out our show and get yourself a little shout out on the air, you can go to www.patreon.com, look up a game for me on search bar, and just for a uh, dollar, you can uh, get a little shout out on Measly our show. Measly dollar. Measly shout out. And make yeah. sure you let Mark know what county you're from. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and you have to specify with county and then the county name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. County yes. Suffolk. Yes. You will not accept any other county by any no. other name. No. <laughs> Oh, another county hurt. So no, no, so no <laughs> sad news. Once again, no sad news for two weeks in a row. Yeah. Depending, oh depending when you're listening to this, because I think I, they're going to get aired out of order. I mm. forgot the gentleman's name, but he was a horror movie. Uh, no, director. no sad news. <laughs> okay, leave him alone. <laughs> well, we'll leave it. He didn't die. He just moved to another plane of existence. We'll there save, you go. We'll there save we it go. for the live show. Save it for the live show. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know. Tom DeLuise, save uh, it for the end. <laughs> okay, so. Um, from the, <laughs> ooh, do you have the the nuts button ready? Ooh, I can pull it up. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so one moment. Uh, he's gonna pull it up. Go pull, pull it up. up. Pull it up. Oh my God. Five, wow. four, three, two. I hope I got this working. Nope, I don't have it working. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. Right, we'll get to that work. in a minute then. So wait, we have to do our own sound effects today? No, but I, I, I mean, you guys can. I'll just say. It's inconceivable. There you go. That works. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's a lot of nuts. Yeah. That's the one we want. Yeah. Actually, I think it's better if we just do it. Ourselves. Like we can just do our own clap. Yeah. And then again. Oh. oh. You know what? We have the talent for it. We do. We can do this. You all do. We all. Yeah. Do. I can do impressions. So, sure. All right, no. so so don't worry about the sound effect. Just find that interview. Okay, I have so, the inter- we have the interview. Oh yeah, so the we're interview. Good. I, I got it while you were telling me. Hey, get the interview. Okay, okay. so <laughs> do we have the nuts ready? Or we don't have the nuts. Ready? I don't have the nuts ready, but I have the interview ready. All right, so All right. from the that's a lot of nuts. Um, that's a lot of nuts. Uh, department. Would you like crunchy chickpeas? Captain, <laughs> Captain Marvel has now passed the $900 million mark in global box office receipts, with about one-third of that in the U.S. box office dollars in just three weeks. Um, What I find most interesting 
is that the movie Us, which came out this weekend, uh, Us being uh, today being the 27th of March, mm-hmm. um, it knocked out Captain Marvel in its third week. Us from is, the top is, spot okay. with making was, just $70 million just. $70 million in the box office just. while um, mm. Captain Marvel only made $34 million in its third week. Huh. So what is very interesting about this whole thing is that um, Disney, because they were so worried about the whole Captain Marvel controversy that was going on. What was this controversy again? The controversy, for those of you who uh, haven't been paying attention or don't care. Um, I'm, I'm in the don't care camp. Uh, yes, so. I'm in that group. I'm uh, in the, wait, what? There was a controversy? Actress, <laughs> actress Brie Larson. We can't let a comic plays, book movie come out without a controversy. <laughs> actress Brie Larson, yes. who plays Captain Marvel, said some things that may or may not have been construed as oh, feminist. Oh, she's and, tired of being interviewed by white people. Yeah, that's what oh, that's she thing. may or may not have said. Depending, but you know, it, it if that's the case... <laughs> You can interview her. Ooh, we just found uh, a loophole. I'm just that's saying. True. I am not a white man. You're not, quote, unquote, white. So, that's right. I'm, but, I'm, so, Bree, you have an open invitation to come to It Came From The Radio and yes. be interviewed by an the eclectic one person. and only Mark Torres. Yeah. If uh, you're listening, which I'm sure you are. Oh, yeah, because she, she makes Mark sure. Will, she oh, she never misses the show. Day. Also, Mark will be allowed to join the cast of Hamilton also. <laughs> that he. Wouldn't that be awesome? Huh? So, Can you rap, uh, sir? So the thing, the thing is, is that <laughs> Disney, because they were so worried about this controversy, <clears throat> right? They decided to release Captain Marvel worldwide on one day. Normally, movies are are, are, are staggered, staggered, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that way uh, the the bigger market, which now the United States is a secondary market, believe it or not. Yeah, no, China. Yeah. So they wouldn't release it in China first, and then blah blah blah, and then that way the movie makes money. It shows it has legs. But because they wanted to hedge their bets, they released it everywhere at once. So that's why the numbers are so huge, because it's everywhere. And then the drop-off is so huge, because it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So the fact that it only made $34 million in its third week, despite being a, a huge juggernaut, is because Disney manipulated everything, mm-hmm. as they like to do. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah. No. So it's not, are isn't that weird? Are you saying Disney kind of... is a major conglomerate <laughs> that is only interested in its own profit margin? Uh, yes. Isn't that weird how hang that... On, hang on there, buddy. You're getting a little close to the fire there, huh? But isn't that weird how they did that? <laughs> I... <laughs> stick out, huh? I think that's just so. I think that's just uh, so weird that they decided to do that to to, to falsify the narrative on how good this movie does and or did. So, Look, it was gonna make a billion dollars no matter what. Right, but they wanted to make the records and this and beat that one woman and do this and you know show well, they beat show woman, the they? internet. Yeah, but because of the opening and the and the, how they they front loaded the movie, that they went okay. out of their way to front load this movie. With right. no, you know, it was just weird how they did that. I thought it was very interesting. They should have used a clip. Yeah. It's easy. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, boom, boom, who do you think would win in a fight, Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Wonder Woman. Depend- well, based on... No, no doubt, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Based yeah. on what they shown in the movie, Right. despite the fact that Wonder Woman is the more popular more popular and more powerful person. Is she more powerful? In in the Marvel in the cinematic I mean, universe, I would say Captain Marvel is more powerful. That's what I would think, Captain Marvel. Yes, but more in the powerful. comics, you know, that's that's a whole comics. Other, listen, yeah. comics. Mm. She lost her powers to Rogue. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Those are some nice powers you got there. Shame <laughs> if someone were to absorb them. Touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving along, uh, speaking of Disney. Yes. From the can you say Monopoly department? Monopoly. The entity known as Disney has finally acquired the 21st Century Fox for. Yep. Seventy-one point three billion. That's a B dollars. Billion dollars. Seventy-one. That was just, that was just in the, the conference room. What do you got on you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what though? The best thing about that is you get to hear the Fox music right before the Star Wars scroll again. Oh, I didn't. You know, you know what? What? I didn't that's the only that. thing. That's what I'm so? happy about. If they do yeah. that, that would make me very happy. Right? Right? I thought they just immediately got rid of 20th Century Fox. That. That's going to be the best thing about Star Wars Episode Nine. Now. I don't think they're dissolving it. They're just owning it because FX is still going to continue on on yeah. cable and everything. So, so um, they had like an episode of The Simpsons, I think, that made fun of uh, Disney. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that'll never come back. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never yeah. be on reruns. I'm just saying, Simpsons is just like some form of Nostradamus. Simpsons TV show. predicts everything. Yeah. yeah the what do you think is predicted more, Simpsons or Star Trek? I'm gonna say Simpsons, Simpsons. Right? without a doubt. More specific, Star, Star Trek about, has done a lot. Star Trek but. has influenced. I think Simpsons has actually really predicted <clears throat> things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some people that firmly believe that Matt Groening yeah. 
is from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> something along be. those lines. <laughs> it could be. Or one of his it's, writers at best. Yeah, yeah, there's a church, Simpsonology. It's mm-hmm. uh, now. I know so, there are people church that worship Ned Flanders. Church of Homers. There's a band based off of Ned Flanders, a heavy metal band. Really? Yes, there is. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're o- they're called uh, Oakley, Do- uh, Oakley <laughs> Dodley or something like that. And they're actually all dressed like Ned Flanders with the green sweater, the pink undershirt, and the mustache and the haircut and glasses. All I did ho, Nerea. Exactly. And uh, it's just like heavy metal. It's it's, wow. it's strange and it's hilarious. People have a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know where to go with Apparently that. Apparently they have a new album out. So There's awesome. nowhere yeah. to go from that. There's, so, listen, we're at the bottom now. You can go up. <laughs> so Fox News, uh, Fox Sports, and the Fox Broadcasting Network... Uh, have spun off into a new Fox Corporation. And the layoffs have already started with an estimated 4,000 people in the past week have been laid off. On the Disney side or the Murdoch side? On the Murdoch side. On the Murdoch side. Well, about to say, like, who's keeping who here? Um, So Disney says, I wish I can tell you that the hardest part is behind us. That closing (laughs) deal was the finishing line rather than just the next milestone. What lies ahead is the challenging work of uniting our businesses to create a dynamic global entertainment company. For all of you, Disney has one voice, and that was it. Yeah, that, that, yeah. There's just yeah. one thing that they forgot. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So Disney funny. owns it. Funny. When do we think Disney's going to buy Warner Brothers? Uh, <laughs> I'd give it almost... It's kind uh, of a joke, but it's not really 70, if I'd give have, it about 10 to 15. If they had $71 billion, seventy just lying around, I think they're going to do it soon. Honestly, once they buy Warner Brothers, they own everything. They own all your childhood. Yeah, pretty much. They probably own all of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. They own everything. Star Trek still with Paramount. Yeah, Uh, yeah, still Paramount, which is not Disney still. Paramount is Viacom. Viacom is CBS. Okay, yeah. CBS is its own thing still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. CBS they're, still its own entity. All right. They're, yeah. yeah, but genuinely curious. Just, not for long. Uh, let's just say that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> nobody really talks about Paramount. Come on. <laughs> I saw a great thing where like someone took a meme oh, of the, the, the Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you just see 20th Century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah. And there's one. Uh, the the one in the middle is Warner Brothers. The the, the yellow one in the middle. Right. But they put Warner Brothers. It's just like, yeah. That was a good. So last bit of news. Mm-hmm. From the hey, we're still around department. Not Fox. Our, <laughs> our good friends at MoviePass have once again announced a new subscription change less than four months after it announced its last <sighs> subscription change. So, MoviePass brings back its unlimited, now called Uncapped Plan, where moviegoers in the US only can watch as many movies as they want for a monthly fee. However, the fine print tells another story. First, you'll have to reserve a seat over three hours before the film is due to start. Then you have to check in in between 10 and 30 minutes beforehand. And if over the course of a month you fail to check in for more than one movie after having booked it, MoviePass may suspend your account. And if that isn't enough, MoviePass reserves the right to cancel your subscription if you repeatedly don't watch a film, quote unquote, in its entirety after having the service to buy a ticket. They need that guy that That's talks fast. That's going to upset all 12 people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, ordinarily, the service will cost $20 a month or 14 or $15 a month if you commit to a full year of service. But at the moment, right now, they're offering a $5 discount on both plans. So, so uh, for $10 a month, once yeah, again. At this point, can, is why? <laughs> I just just like why I'm just trying, trying to figure out what are they doing they don't know what they're doing <laughs> like they, the, the plan didn't work the first time right so let's do the same plan again and make it worse you know yeah for $20 I could buy bamboo shoots and <laughs> shove them up my nail and be nails it'll be more interested than all their changes <laughs> Yeah, Forever. seriously. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but they're still around, which is weird. <clears throat> right. Because what was it? How much did they borrow? They borrowed money and then they went to bankruptcy and then they right. had all this stuff. But they're still around. So yeah. I got to give them a little credit for being, for being Who still there. I, I have no idea. True. So, yes, yeah, so that's it for the news. <laughs> that should have been from the We Don't Care department. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, because they're still around, I want to see how bad they're going to dig themselves into this hole and what happens to them afterwards. 
because we were talking about this uh, about Blockbuster, how right. we yeah, were yeah, there yeah. when yeah. it happened. So we're exactly. here right now. Mm-hmm. So 10, 20 years down the line, when they talk about Movie Pass, we're like, we were there. We, we were there then. This is us now at Movie Pass. <laughs> this was Movie Pass. This right. is Movie Pass, yeah. Movie yeah. Pass is just bumble mucking <laughs> with an M. With an M. Bumble <laughs> mucking Mucky. their way to just bankruptcy and insolvency. They're already in bankruptcy. Like, they can't. They're going to get bankrupt again. <laughs> It'll be double secret bankruptcy. Yes. No, <laughs> The only question is who will Bankrupt declare again. bankruptcy yeah. more? Movie Pass or Donald Trump? How many more bankruptcies can they do? How many bankruptcies? We're gonna go for the record. We're gonna go for the hat trick of bankruptcies. Yes. The CEO is just gonna go to the bank and go triple bankruptcy, no backsies. Oh, and just right. run away. And just and run away. Everybody just throws dollars into the ring. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. So for the last bit of news, as we mentioned in the I thought Patreon, you said that was the last Well, we're, we're segueing on to the, the, <laughs> oh, okay, the interview. Segue. We're segueing so to the, the other last bit of news. So from the, that thing. So yeah, so this past weekend, well, as I mentioned, the show is being recorded. Oh, right. On yes. the 27th of mm-hmm. March, mm-hmm. Um, Charlie and I both went to two events, which we want to talk briefly about. Yes. So I went to the Queen's World Film Festival. Shout out to Katha Cato, who is in charge of that. Um, it was a really cool thing. Is that it's still going on right now? It's at the Museum of the Moving Image. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I had never been there before. And they had a. It's a film festival. They had moving images with with <clears throat> Queen's centric people but it's a worldwide film festival that's okay cool. that's um cool. they also support the lgbtq lgbtq community which nice. is kind of nice and a friend of ours who we've known for a long time jared burrell uh Jay Garrett. debuted mm-hmm. his premiere feature film of the incoherence so the incoherence is a film um about some 40 plus guys who want to okay. bring the band back together and i saw it are they on a mission from god they are not but <laughs> It's but shame. <laughs> damn shame. What what you, you you figure in this movie they're gonna hit the the tropes of a you know that that type of movie. Mm-hmm. I have to say that first off, being an independent film, it did not look like an independent film. Like this was a high end. They got a nettle tool to be in the movie. Okay. So it was like it was like a legitimate movie. And seeing my friend make this movie and seeing him in the movie was like so awesome. And it's kind of very meta. Because mm-hmm. he played the bad guy, and like, wait a minute, he's making fun of himself as the director wait and the writer. A second. <laughs> and they also swerved around all the cliches that you would think would this movie be about. So without too many spoilers, I'm going to say that you would think that a married man who wants to bring the band back together and try to recapture his <coughs> youth, his wife would be against him, right? Because that's that's the normal thing, and that's right. what you would think would happen. But the wife was supportive. Oh, so it's like that's Ooh. nice. That's yeah, a good wife. it was a very it was a, it, they they tried to to circumnavigate the all the different cheat. cliches that you would think okay. would happen, and um, I didn't. Was the dean of the college finally cool? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I do want to mention that in the interview, I just started cracking up because right. there was a line in the movie that he repeated during the interview, and it was like, oh, you just said that thing that you just said. So like, um, yeah, so <laughs> if you so when you hear me mess up, <laughs> that was because I I did that. Well, so there, there's a like a a, a scene from. <laughs> From family, oh, he said that thing that he says on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna play that interview. So this is me in the past uh, at the uh, Queen's Film Festival. All right. This is Mark Torres with came from the radio, and I am here and elated to be with my friend and director at the Queen's Film Festival, Jared Burrell, with his movie, The Incoherent. Say hi. Hello. So I just saw this movie, and I am blown away by how good it was, how you guys decided not to hit the cliches. You kind of swerved a little bit. So why don't you tell me how you got involved with this project? Sure. Um, well, about oof, six, seven years ago, it was the summer of 2012, um, my buddy Alex Emanuel, who's um, starting some of my, uh, my shorts and comics and stuff like that, uh, hit me up and said, hey, um, would you, you know, mind directing? It was kind of like a mind. It was like a favor. You know, to direct this short film. My buddy's got this script about this band. There's, there's these middle-aged guys who want to get the rock band back together. You know, you want to do it. And um, I think mostly I got the gig because I was at my parents' house and they had a garage. And, you know, the garage looked like a, a garage where a band would play because it was a garage where a band played. So, uh, so I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's shoot it. It'll be fun. I think we shot the whole thing for maybe a budget of like $300. Um, I was the uh, director, DP, lighter. I think we was holding the mic that was hooked up to the camera. Like, it, was, it was super high-quality stuff. But but, uh, but the short came out really great and was really funny. Um, 
And uh, a couple months later, I was I was uh, took a trip to LA and I was trying to get another project off the ground. I was trying to pitch all these different things. I'm trying to do this. I have I, I just was working on this project. It was short, and uh, the short came out great. I really enjoyed it. So let, you know, send me the script. Let me let me read the script. And I read it, um, the script that, that Jeff Auer wrote, and uh, I just I loved it. I just instantly loved it. It was in, instantly relatable um, as somebody who played music for my whole life and you know was starting to get older and like my last band was you know a little while back and whatever else to to, to see a, a script about you know these guys who were a little bit older trying to get their rock band back together it hit home and there were there were certain moments in the film that or in the script rather that like were really hit home they really it was like oh that happened to me in real life or I have that tape or that this or that whatever and I said I, I called them up I said I want to make this movie so do you find that having that musical background gave you a special insight on this film when you were making it that you can give it a little extra that a person who may not be so musically inclined would be? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, you know, the point of the film is that, you know, even though it's about, um, you know, this middle-aged guy who wants to get his, his 90s rock band back together, it's really about you know, following your dreams that, that, you know, when you, we, all of our dreams, at some point you get a little bit older and you say like, oh, I got to do like the more traditional rally. I got to pay the bills. You know, I'm going to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do pay, all, all that stuff. And, you know, our dreams sort of fall away. And so I think it was important, like, yes, to answer your question. I mean, I've been playing music since I'm seven years old and playing in rock bands since I'm 13. So there's definitely an insight to that. I played in those stages. I played in those shows and I know that world and the rehearsal spaces and all those things. But at the same time, it was important to, you know, make sure that's authentic, but make sure the story tell, told is, you know, one that's universal that anybody can relate to. And since you said going into um, an independent film with a very small budget, this movie looks like a high-end budget. What kind of secrets or things can you convey to our audience? Say, hey, you guys can do this too. Like you had the, some amazing outside crane shots. You had some amazing wipes. You had so much things that I was like, wow, this is like a big budget movie. Why? This guy I know. <laughs> and, it's, and this is not an independent movie beyond the fact that it's not a major studio. That's right. the only difference. I, so, I mean, thank you for saying that. I mean, that's, that's sort of what I wanted to go for. Um, it's, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, you know, we only shot this thing in, uh, it was like 20 days, I think, and then we did a pickup day, so it ended up being 21 total. Um, you know, there's certain days where you're shooting like seven to nine pages a day, which is just ridiculous. You know, you want to go for like three to five, and we're doing sometimes seven to nine. Um, a lot of it is just moving fast. Um, you know, it's my first feature, but it's not my first rodeo. I've done a lot of shorts and, you know, whatever else, music videos and things. And so I've, I've sort of always been in this position where I don't have any money or enough money and no time. So I've had a lot of practice doing that, um, and really a lot of the credit goes to uh, to my uh, cinematographer John Hudak Jr., who I met actually on um, the, like the first budgety type trailer I did with uh, for Brielle and the Horror for my first comic book years ago, actually like 11 years ago. He was the gaffer on that, and he has since we've worked together on a lot of projects for, with him as cinematographer. And so he knows how I like to move, and uh, you know I know how he likes to move, and we you know it's, it's about moving quickly, and a lot of it's just about time, you know. So the, the important thing is to make sure that um, you're, you're getting the coverage that you need to tell the story, which is why there are a lot of scenes that actually end up being one-shot scenes. Um, and you know, the rest of it is saying, like, all right, well, within that coverage, how can we very quickly get it lit nicely? How can we get the angles nice? And angles and stuff like that it just comes with practice. You know, um, you know, it's, I think there are a lot of shots that when you see in, a, in an independent film, that sort of scream independent, you know, that you're not really capturing the performance. And a lot of the time as a director, it's important to capture performance. And the secondary thing is to make sure that it's looking good. And if you can capture the performance and make it look good, then hopefully you're going to get something with big budget. All right. So um, I guess the social media time, where can people find out more about the movie? Where can people find out more about you and your production and all the other things that you've done throughout these 11 years that I've known you? Holy crap. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, well, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Loaded Barrel Studios. Um, what? The, the line from the movie. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, well, that's the irony of it, is that, uh, you know, they, they, almost an anti-social media thing, but we, uh, we're we learning just as much as the characters are. Yeah, it's a little social media. Um, yeah, you can check out LoadedBarrelStudios.com, and more importantly, uh, JaredBarrel.com, uh, J-A-R-E-D-B-A-R-E-L.com, and uh, TheIncoherence.com, I think. I hope. It's either theincoherence.com or theincoherencemovie.com or incoherence. Just Google it and you yeah, can go, find it. Google it, you'll find it. Um, 
and I think it's at the Incoherence movie or Incoherence movie, something like that for, for Instagram. So. Good job. Yeah, I know. I'm great. I'm great at this. I've learned literally nothing. But I learned nothing from my own film about following up on social media. Stuff. So I want to thank you once again. Much continued success. And when you win that Oscar, I want a little shout out <laughs> back then. You got it, absolutely. Absolutely. My, I thank, I'd like to thank the Academy and Mark Torres. Yes. All right, this is Mark Torres back to the studio in the future. Thanks again. Hey, Mark from the past. That's awesome. Woo! Oh God. What? Nothing. Hello. <laughs> Just in general. Back to the insanity. So I did want to mention one last thing. They took movie. my Google. Yeah, so thanks thanks for that. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just Google it. So thanks <laughs> for that. We'll just Google it. Um, so the, the simplest, movie, easiest solution ever. So beyond the movie being uh, like a like a legitimate, it's, it's weird for me saying that it looks like a legitimate movie, but it really does. And it was good. It was a good movie. I hey, that no... non-legitimate movie you made, <laughs> it looks really good, like legitimate. Yes. I have no complaints about that movie. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was engaging. You can relate to the characters. The, the performances were all great. The chemistry was great. And the music was really good. I, 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 so good movie. This is what it takes for you to have a movie <laughs> that you don't have any complaints about. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I, 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 okay. I was, I was just blown away by how good it was. Like I was expecting, uh, you know, we've, we've, how many movies have we seen? Lots. And some it's of them, like Skyline. Some of them are okay. No, no. Some, and we're talking about independent movies. Independent. Some we right. sit right. there and just like some of them. A Mel Brooks audience. Like, some of them you can tell that <laughs> you know, the, 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 the the person has the passion for it. You can see that they tried. You can see that some movies are decent, but it has problems. But but this one's like it. I was worried. I went in because okay. like, my friend's right here. Right. It's his movie. I don't I know. know anything about it. And it was awesome. Nothing's so. worse than a friend of yours wants you to look at something creative that you've done, uh, that they've done, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. so so good job with that. And like I said, yes. for more information about the film festival, you can do Facebook or whatever. It's a QWFFB, which is a Queen's World Film Festival. So, guys, check that out. And um, Charlie. We got five minutes, so tell us in oh, five thanks, minutes or less. Thanks for taking all my time. <laughs> no, I had a very, very great weekend. I did, did you post the pictures? That uh, what? Did you post the pictures on Facebook? Uh, not yet. I was waiting for Grindhouse to post their pictures. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. by so, the time this airs, it'll be, it'll be yes, oh, yeah. it'll be on there. Um, very. Oh, what fun I had at the Grindhouse radio meet and greet at the Broadway Commons. What a great time. Everybody was great. The The Grindhouse radio crew is simply the best. A um, lot of giveaways, a lot of fun, a lot of fun pictures. Did anybody Mainly lose an of eye? me throwing well, stuff. Did no, anybody no, lose an eye? These no. guys are getting really good with their... Um, <laughs> I'm but, still not. Yeah, yeah but anyway, it was... Uh, it I've was, told you to stop throwing sharp objects at people. Hey, man, they handed it to me. They say, throw this one. I go, it okay, was, yeah, and that's it. Was it was great. It was amazing, the prizes they were giving away. Yeah, we gave Some away Some top-notch prizes. Amazing. Uh, they have a great setup with, um, what is it, four or five buttons? We had about four buttons this year. We yeah. had six last year, but that was way too much. Having four people doing the trivia yeah. was the best. Yeah. And okay. Alex was button master. He yes. Knew, you know. That's the magic number. The number is four. Number is always four. Like we don't know why six worked that time, but it somehow did. But it was still yeah. so disorganized. Yeah. Have to have four. Perfect. And okay. I've been lucky enough opinion. to be the be there the three years. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank and you. It gets more and more amazing. Uh, thank you so much for the all access pass. As always. Um, it was just a fun time, and mm-hmm. there was Tom, there was Steve, yep. there was Kim, there was uh, Brimstone, and... Scott and Guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the trivia questions were good, but they weren't hard, so okay. people could win everything. And in the middle of all this winning, you, you get a barrage of stuff being thrown out. Snacks and but, stuffed yeah. animals <laughs> and yeah. glass bottles. What I thought, glass was, darts. Really, what I thought was really great Throwing was knives. Lawn darts. <laughs> someone was walking around to the crowd with drinks and everything. It was like a courtesy thing. It was really nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your green room was really nice. Oh, yeah. We had a lot oh, of food. A lot of food. Yeah, yeah that was great. The cupcakes were something else. I didn't get yeah, yeah. Definitely. Cupcakes actually had the Grindhouse logo I on them. It was. It's in the you, back. Well, did you go? I what? did go. He did oh, go. He yes. did go. He did go. He you had can, to go. You can to get the, a cupcake after the show. It was nice enough to stop by. I'll give but, you a cupcake why after you get the cupcakes? show. I, I wasn't at the cupcake portion of the event. I didn't. You can still get one today. We still get one today. You still get one today. So that's fine. But anyway, the Grindhouse Radio, amazing radio station. Uh, best radio station three years in a row. Right? Three years in a row. Yeah, and uh, 17, we 18, love these and 19. guys. We uh, 
Yeah. We uh, are good friends of ours, and uh, it was just an amazing event. I'm sure go on their, uh, I'll go on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. All We're gonna have stuff, plenty of the stuff the posted and everything as soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I took 288 yeah. pictures. You That's did. a lot of nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a lot of pictures. And, That's a lot of pics. And then yeah. we, I got about 120 after the editing and everything. Yep. But my prize possession is. Our own Steve here launching something out of his hand, and and Tom looking up at it like, I wonder Whoa. if that's going to di somebody. You know? What was it? I think it was either a candy bar or a stuffed animal. I don't it, remember which one yes. it was. Probably no, a candy no, bar. Probably a candy bar. It was a candy. It was a candy. It was a candy bar. Definitely candy. Yeah, but it, it, they were giving, oh, my eye. They were also <laughs> giving out free eye patches afterwards. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, the prize. Problem is, phenomenal. how do you catch it when you only have one eye left? Yeah, the prizes were phenomenal. Get used to your new death perception. Everybody had such a great time, and and they, they uh, they know how to do this. So mm-hmm. everybody does have it, and the work they put into it was phenomenal. And we're putting the more interns, and more into it every oh year. Oh my God! Listen, they were incredible. Our staff now are fully stocked. They know what they're doing. And it's always them, good to have in a staff. It's always great because yeah. it took some time, but now that they know and they know how it's going to be for and, next and year, it was right. really organized with it, them. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to yeah. be even better next year. Yeah, you know when if that we could win. Be possible. Now, when we win. Now, yeah. quick question. Yes. What's more embarrassing, what? losing an eye to a candy bar or a flurvin? Hmm. <laughs> Steve, Steve killed a guy with a trident. No, did you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. You want it? Yeah. Been, by the way, I, I Steve, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You might want to leave town. <laughs> you might want to leave to Mexico for a few you days. Might <laughs> no, he you uh, should get out of here for a while. Very uh, quickly. The drinking thing. Oh, uh, there was a tumbler that I had to toss out to somebody. So I did it underhanded because it was underpowered, and uh, it still managed to hit somebody. So there you well, go. The guy missed it. That he missed it. He, yeah, he missed it too. Yeah. But yeah. the look so on Steve was like, oh no. So yeah, so I was worried about. Have we ever thought of just passing these? No, No. they were too far away. They don't want to come up. They don't want to come more than two feet from the ropes. And we're like, okay, fine. Don't don't go through the ropes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh, so that's it. So good job, Charles. It was fun. Good job, good job, Mark. Thank you. Good job, uh, everybody. We're going to take our I hope you have good insurance. Thank you, thank you. you see that middle flashing you button there, Charlie? Now. Yeah, I have it. Oh, right. yeah. Charlie, you, you see that? You see when I point right to you, you're going to hit it. You're going to hit it. That middle one. The middle uh, one. All right, so right. when I point to you. Okay. Okay. points. So we're going to take ready. our break. Thank you, Charlie, for proving it once. It's not as easy as it looks. We'll be right back. We came from the radio. This is Quentin Flynn, a popular voice actor known for Axel, come on, uh, and Raiden from the Metal Gear series. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Stick around. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones, and then you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christie Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Mary Wilson of the Supremes, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. This is the amazing question, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Alcon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking along with uh, senior correspondent Charles Saladino. Yeah. Dominic from <laughs> yeah. Comics Plano. So wait, you Zambo, played soccer in the position of don't get hit by the ball? Yeah, that was a good time. And <laughs> a a fair, position, was the, fair position. Phil Russert. Yeah, sure. So. I hope he wasn't the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> he was the worst goalie of all time. Nope. When nope. Mark played, the score was like 89 to 1. <laughs> one, yeah. yeah. 
Go ahead. Uh, so people who want to know what the hell we were talking about, you have to go to the Facebook Live page. See, this is why you got to watch us on yeah. Facebook Live. But we're all here about Phil. Yes. yes. And his... Suffolk Comic and Art Expo. I'm here because someone promised which me is going, Which is going to be on April 14th. 14th. Which is in Suffolk County. So we want to welcome right. him back because he was here uh, in September. September. October. Yeah. September. September. Thanks for having me back. Yep. So now... Don't you listen to the conversations we have before the show? <laughs> yeah, but they're not listening to us. No, on, but on you... Because you don't... You're like, we were... It was like, September. No, I, not. He's leading me so I can have something to say. Yes. See, it was the right answer. Paul, well, while they were on, I gave you an answer. You well, did. Uh-huh. On, I had a very good time at your convention. Thank yeah, you. Um, I appreciate I, that. We had, had fun. Okay, go ahead. I want to say we, we've done we've done a slew yes. of conventions, and your convention not just a bunch was a slew, slew. was a very positive. And happy convention, and it's it's very rare to get those things. Yeah, yeah. It's, most it's, of them are just filled with angry people who are <laughs> who are annoyed by <laughs> Captain Marvel being a woman and things so, like that. So the first Correction, thing is, angry, how did you manage people? How did you manage to pull that off to make a happy convention? And is the next one going to be as happy? Well, it's it's <laughs> funny because that is what I all the feedback that I'm getting is that it was very positive, good vibe, good energy. Even the artists that were there, like Rubenstein and nice. uh, Regs Morales, basically. As silly as it sounds, I as much as I try to get talent there, they do have to have the right personality. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> because I wanted where fans can have an experience. Don't just go away with art or a signed comic. Go away with a story. You know, I met Rags Morales, and I've always wanted to meet him, and I love what he did on Identity Crisis. And, and you get to tell the story, the conversation you have with him. And, and obviously, they have to be someone who's open to having that interaction with a fan. So no jerks. <laughs> So, like I said, uh, you know, the kind of people that bring a positive environment. Yeah. No jerks allowed at our con. And hey, that, can that I be goes, on your show? No, you're a jerk. No, nope. but that goes with the vendors, the local artists. You know, I mean, really, right? If you right, want to have yeah. a positive experience, you have to have positive people, and that's really as simple as that. And I so, have to, I have to say, I'm sorry. Um, I have to say, you had some very talented people there, amazing people. Thank you, and we've stepped it up this time. So, yeah, nice. so no Lou Ferrigno ever at your job. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do that. Well, it, it's funny. Oh, I, 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 there. I, I actually have a connection and offer to have Lou Ferrigno there, but my show is a comic book collector's and art collector's show. Yeah. I may branch off to a pop culture show at some point, but right, I, um, celebrities are really not what this show is about unless they're comic book celebrities. I think that uh, deserves a Picard clapping meme right there. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Make it That's so, good. number one. I mean, I, I grew up with the, you know, you went to Hojo's Hotel and you got that nice, you met Walt Simonson and Louise Simonson. You got to just talk to them. And they weren't like celebrities. They were people that got to do something for a living that they loved and they weren't on an elevated status. You yeah. just got to sit and talk with them for 20 minutes and then you browsed comic book bins. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what, what a show is a show. Right. I wanted to bring that back, and actually, yeah. I heard that that's what people felt like. So and I was no, very happy. And no one cosplayed. None of this corporatized Hollywood. There were some cosplayers there. No, a cosplayers listen, there. listen, cosplayers, uh, they do bring a lot of energy and a positivity. You know, positivity, and you know, people love to see them dress up and pose and this and that. But I do think it's important. Everyone cosplayed like comic book guy because we all were just comic book guy. Yeah. Ew, we're st- <laughs> they cosplayed as bin hoppers. Yeah. That's right. No, but uh, I do think cosplay has a great role to play in, in conventions, mm-hmm. but I do think you have to respect what they do and and at the same time separately respect what's going on on the floor. Like, not that they can't interact on the floor, but I, I like the last show, I gave them a, a whole room with a photo shoot and contests and everything for them to enjoy, and then, of course, they could come up and browse around the right. floor. Uh, this event, unfortunately, there really isn't any cosplay going on just because of the the, the layout of the event right now. I couldn't uh, I couldn't expand at this point to to fit a cosplay contest and everything. But there are cosplayers coming to I'm sure to walk around and, and you went to a new venue. chance they get yeah any any yeah. possibility that they could finally throw on that thing they've been working on for six months. They will take it. I will say though, some of these people, the stuff that they put together, it's amazing. With, I you know. know, it's crazy. 
It's what it's, they do. It, yeah. And you had a bigger location, right? Or is it? It is. A, it's a, it's more than twice the size. So and where where is it? It's at uh, Stony Brook University Student Activity Center. Oh, oh my wow! God, right oh. by me. Thank okay. you so much. Boy. It's funny. I'm I'm a Queens born and raised guy. I only oh, moved out here six going years ago. And further and further out. Yeah, and I didn't know about Deeper. Icon growing up. And everybody's like say. Icon, Icon, Icon. I'm like, yeah. okay, what's Icon? Yeah. So it was it, like the it's international the national yeah. yeah. It's a normal migration we made. I'm from Brooklyn, Queens. Now I'm out here. I just hit Montauk and then I have nowhere to go with it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Get a boat. Stop and when I, you hit Montauk yeah. or Orient Point. And I, I didn't even do a show out here because I live out here. I did it because I was like, you know what? There's a black hole out here. There's no shows yeah. out here. Uh, Some yeah. people are getting tired of having to drive down to Nassau County or Queens to yes, go somewhere. We are. Or take a train, uh, right? Yes, we are. Let them come big. to us for once, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. For people who Nassau Coliseum. For people who don't know. <laughs> Long Island is really big. Yeah, you can drive thirty miles to go to a convention. Well, now you don't have to if you live exactly. out here. One could exactly. even say of Long Island, it's, it's very long. long. Yes. So. But I did. What I did learn from being a Queens guy is you live in Queens, but you better make sure you tell them you live on Long Island. People get mad if you say you live yeah, in Long yeah, Island. That's right. Well, back in the day, I was yeah. like, whoa. Back in the day, the Long Island uh, press was also delivered to Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, Queens is really part of Long Island. No, no, it's no, all no, one island. Yeah. Shocker. So is Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, people are like, oh, because I'll work in Brooklyn on the yeah. weekends. They're like, oh, you're from Long Island. They give me this look sometimes. Uh, not everyone. I won't say everyone. But every once in a while, you get a look like, oh, you're from Long Island. It's like, you know, the Battle of Long Island was fought five miles over there, guys. <laughs> yeah. You didn't really cross it. I mean, you crossed the Kosciuszko, but you really yeah. didn't go right. anywhere. You're still on this island. You're still part of Long Island. But I don't know. It's weird. You say I live in Queens. I live in Brooklyn. Jersey. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. I live in where? But if you, you say live. you live in Long Island, nope. people no. flip no. out on you. No, you live on Long Island. Yeah. 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 So to put things in perspective. Because if <laughs> you live you in an island, you're dead and underground. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. So I, if I live in Queens. Bunker of which so, you live in. So all the Brooklyn people. It's different. People, it's, a, so, it's a jungle. So all the Brooklyn <laughs> people are living in Long Island. <laughs> yeah, they're living on Long Island. Yeah, those those they're, guys, you know. Uh, don't, t- don't tell them that. They're, they'll spit out their IPAs and have to shave their neck beards. <laughs> so to put things into perspective, basically, yes. me living in Queens, I can get to Atlantic City in about two hours, two and a half hours. That's not okay. For me living in Queens, I can also get to the end in about two, two and, and a half, half hours. hours. So yeah, it's no. so weird that it's that big of a distance. Truth be told, you live in the middle. If you if you were to, it, that depends on when you're trying to get out to the end yeah, too. Yeah. Because if you yeah. tried to go oh, from Queens, I've, I've heard. To I've Montauk, heard. That's a single road. That's a single a road out there. Trip. Yeah. yeah, with the yeah. vineyards and, can, and oh, yeah. The, yeah, the beaches. The alternate road Sunrise Highway splits, becomes a single luck. road. Yeah, mm-hmm. becomes the single road of hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, it's horrible. So having mm-hmm. a convention to the most overpriced town possibly in all of Long Island. Montauk. <laughs> so having a convention yeah. that far out from me in Queens, yeah. in a different part of the in a different part of Long Island, is a very smart smart deal. Yeah. But so we got to dig into the, the to the controversial part because dun, 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 dun. everybody is having a convention now. So why? Pretty much. Do you feel that having a additional convention was a good idea? Because you're doing it, so you obviously you thought it was a good idea. Because if you think it's a bad idea, you're like, in the wrong business. One could say you did it once to see if you could do it, <laughs> and then you're like, yes, I will make this journey into hell again. <laughs> Well, uh, first of all, you do it for passion. It's a passion play. I, I you know, I'm doing it because I love it. But, Goodness. and I hope this doesn't come around the wrong way, but because I, I'm kind of tired of the way a lot of shows have become. They're pop culture and they don't cater to comics. Comic books, yeah. And um, My favorite thing, when I'm like at Comic-Con and I'm selling comic books and people stop and go like, I don't, I really read, don't, I don't read comic books. <laughs> yeah, and look, yeah. And nothing against them. I think I, pop, I love pop culture Thank too. You. But there's nowhere to go anymore where you can just say, I want to go bin hopping. I mean, everything you're buying books on eBay now, and right. you know, and you got to make sure it's CGC'd or you don't know what you're getting. And mm-hmm. well, here you get to you see the book in your hand, you get to, to bin hop, you get to search and the discovery. I mean, how awesome was it when you went bin hopping in an old comic shop and you found that one issue that completed or it was you know adding to the completion of your run? You, you found that diamond, you know, that, that gem, mm-hmm. and you were excited, mm-hmm. and it was great. I feel like that's all been lost. You yes, know, it's it all force feed on you. You get the lot for issues 1 through 30 on eBay, or, you know, I try to go to a convention, and all right, I could buy Pops, and I could buy Power Rangers stuff, but where's, where's, comics where's X-Men 94, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So Listen, I, I've seen people go to conventions just to buy Pops. 
Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that, all they that, do. And don't get me wrong, I do have some yeah. pops at the show because you do. I did want to have like ten percent pop culture because you do, you know you do want to have a little of a mix. You can't right. just have twenty five comic vendors. Yeah, 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 but, because they're all carrying the same comics, right? More or less. But, but the good news about fight that'd be a part that'd of the, that'd but, be a part of the of the show is to have all the comic <laughs> vendors. Thunderdome, Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you buy my comic. <laughs> no, you buy my. But comic. see, the good thing uh, about that is it's let's do an elimination chamber. Steel cage. Guy guts. Rumble. Steel tables, oh, ladders, and chairs, match. Hell in a cell. Yes. Hell there in a comic go. book convention. Hell in a cell at a comic book but, convention. I mean, but How think about that? it. It's, there's no competition. Mick local. There's no competition because guess what? Hulk 181 is down to how many copies, and and depends on what copy grade you want. Do you want it raw and a reading copy? Do you want it CGC? So it's not typical that I have the same product as the other guy. You don't. What's your price mm-hmm. point? What's the grade of it? Right. Is it a raw copy? Is it a CGC copy? And let's face it, these issues are getting older and older, and they're getting destroyed. So, yeah, there's, there's So you're telling me some of the comics that I bought back in the 90s and 2000s in 50 more years <laughs> 50. will uh, finally be worth... Of, because of the way they print them? Probably not. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I, remember I sold off my collection years ago, and the guy looked at me, and I didn't sell it to this guy. I sold it to someone else. He's like, I'm going to insult you, and I don't mean to insult you. I will give you 10 cents a copy. <laughs> and these are books they're that 50 I... 50-cent bins for him, yeah. Yeah, and I... And I I bought them at like two ninety nine to four dollars. <laughs> well, you gotta think. I was like, with Image, uh, Image yeah. boomed in the nineties, and people right. were buying thousands and thousands. And Death yeah. of Superman, so there is no Death rarity. Death of Superman, there so, is no rarity. There's no. like fifty billion copies just out there. Fill yeah. that up. I was taught years My ago. My copies worth a penny. Yeah, everyone's yeah. copies worth a penny. Years ago, and I mentioned this on air before. We had this guy come to Pronto Comics to give us a talk about comic books and the marketing of it and everything. His name's Bob Rizakis. He's known as the Shout Answer Man at at DC, and he was around when the Death of Superman came out. And he's like, "Look, people thought they were going to put their kids through college buying the Death yep. of Superman. Yeah. We sold four million of that book. <laughs> the only way that's going to be worth is if you buy three point nine nine million and burn them." Yep. He's like, he's like, so Superman died, but it's okay. He got better, you know. But so, you know what people don't realize is like, you have all these floods and these disasters going on, right? right? Yeah. Collections are getting destroyed. We need yeah. to flood more of those <laughs> death of Superman. Books. I mean, Texas, right? We had the big flood. Imagine how many collections were destroyed That's there. True. That now you're making books even more rare from yeah. the 50s, 60s, 70s. But after the Bronze Age, no, it's there's no, so many anything, copies. When I grew up, and everything's I, in trade yeah. paperback now and reprinted right. as a true believer print right now. They have going out. So yeah, I believe I trade paperbacks are the binge watching of comics, but I like them yeah. though because they they're easier to 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 keep. They they last longer just because they're not as floppy and they look nicer on a bookshelf. And they also serve a purpose for people that don't have twelve hundred dollars for and, a, a grade three point zero for Hulk one eighty one. Truth yeah. be told, they're economically smarter because mm-hmm. if you were to buy the trade as opposed to buying the individual every month. You will end up saving like anywhere between five and ten dollars mm-hmm. on the trades. So I do like trades, I and they're good jumping on points for new yes, readers. They're really good. So in addition to the to the free for all fight that's going to happen at your convention, <laughs> is the it be, uh, in the yeah, you have to wear the sumo suit or bubble wrap. Right? No, right, no yeah. injuries, please. Is there going to be a book burning to, to raise the prices of all the comics <laughs> yeah. there as well? Wow. What I am going to say is a disclaimer: please, no one do any of the stuff at no, my show. Nobody burn, nobody burn any books. No, no, no. We're in a world that doesn't take personal responsibility, You're, so please. Please do not do this stuff. On a side-related note, next to the convention, I'm having a Death of Superman book burning. Yeah. That's what. Not just VIP passes being VIP sold. Passes yeah. Being sold. Not a general. That's another thing I don't do. No, no general book burning. I do not do VIP passes. I'm sorry. I no VIP passes. To me, that's a but gimmick. I'm a VIP. That's a gimmick on the fans' backs. I'll tell you why. First of all, vendors and artists, if they're even there on time, they're setting up. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the experience you just paid extra for yeah, when right. you walk in the door you're early. An hour, a half hour early. And they're not, and they're not there, or they're setting up, and it's not right. It's you're not getting a benefit from that money. It's a cop out. It's 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 a means, uh, in my opinion, and I'm probably upsetting a lot of promoters. I'm sorry. It's it's really working off the backs of fans, and we. I don't, I don't care who you are. You're an artist. You could be the biggest artist in the world. You have to remember, if no one is interested, you are nothing. 
That is true. Mm-hmm. Scott Williams is going to be at the show. All right, uh, he's oh. a famous anchor, if not yeah, the most John. famous anchor. This is what okay? we call economics, folks. <laughs> yeah, but people don't think this way. I'm nope. sorry, they don't. Scott Williams has no ego whatsoever. He is a pleasure to talk to. He's a down to earth gentleman. He's a great guy, and he's exactly what needs to be at my show because not only is he famous and popular and obviously ultra talented. Mm-hmm. He is the guy that's going to sit and talk with you and say, hey, how you doing, and relate to you just because he's a human being. Yeah. He's not going to be on that pedestal, and that's what keeps that positive vibe. Wow. Nice. So will you ever have Neil Adams at your show? <laughs> so I also have Alex Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's an answer. That's, that was an I also answer. have Alex Sinclair, uh, who, who is like one of the top artists, and Chris Sotomayor, who's a top colorist. I know, I know Soto. He is an awesome dude. One, he's a great colorist. Oh. He is also an amazingly nice guy. And he's a very talented artist. He's very good. And I can say, like, anytime I get to see him at conventions, I know he's going to be at a convention. I always make sure to go see him, make sure I say hello. He came and gave us, a, a, again, he came to Pranzo Comics in the beginning when we were doing, like, a lot of live events. And he came and he talked and he answered questions. And I had a note at the time, like, he had a lot of personal stuff going on and he still made the time to come down. Like, he is That's absolutely. And he does a great, great um, uh, teaching segment with, um, oh, what, what's the name of the thing? But it, it's... You could look him up online. Comics experience. You can actually learn how to color comics from from Sotomayor. Oh. This oh, guy cool. has worked yeah. with all the major people. He's on so many books that you don't yeah. even realize he colored. Okay, he's the colorist. I mean, he is everywhere, and I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he should get as a colorist in the industry. But I will tell you, he is the most humble, down to earth guy. Really After is. my show, he walked mm. up to me and he handed me something. He a Captain America bust he drew and colored, and as a thank you to me, which wow. was the classiest thing. Yeah. And he was so nice about it. And he is coming back to show, so I'm very happy yeah. about that. I'll say this too about him his prints are very affordable yep and you definitely need if if you really want to get a beautiful print go get one from chris sotomayor i agree so speaking of of um prints and stuff to buy last uh, convention you had such a great raffle you want to you're going to do that again for this uh this show because well, you gave away uh, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I'm not doing the art raffle because the artists are so busy with deadlines and everything. They handed me like 100 pieces the morning of the show. <laughs> and it, uh, the staff I had to take away from somewhere else just to monitor and manage yeah, that right. was too overwhelming. Things were getting buried. But I do have four statue raffles. Oh, okay. And they're, nice. they're quality statues and the raffles are cheap. You know, the idea That's the other point. Right. It's not just positive. I want it to be affordable. I mean, when you go to some of these shows, before you walk in the door, for you and a family member to come, it's over a hundred and something dollars. Then you're paying for parking and so and your it, tickets are ninety nine dollars. Right? Yeah, That's my right. tickets are ten dollars at the door That's... and eight dollars online to go see Scott Williams, Alex Sinclair, Ken Lashley, Billy Tucci, Sean Chen, Mark Morales, Alejandro Garza. I mean, that's, that's what I thought was paramount about your your um, comic book convention, because it was affordable in this day and age where you have to take out a second mortgage to bring your kids to a baseball <laughs> right. game. Or to grab this a bag of popcorn. A little That's slice true. of heaven. It was beautiful. It was for the love of the game. $10 and go see these amazing people. And mm-hmm. kids, uh, uh, are the kids 11 ages? Under 11 is free. Under 11? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I, you know, I never understand this between wow. two and, you know, uh, if you're two years old, you're making the kid pay. What is that two-year-old <laughs> buying? Nothing. What are they doing? Uh, you're, they're coming with mommy and daddy. They don't even know what's going on. And you're <laughs> Probably don't even want to be there. Yeah, and, and the parents are lugging them like, oh my god, it's tiring. I no, I don't. Not, I don't. That's a pretty good. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably be well, cheaper I, if the parents just hired a sitter for the day and the parents yeah. just went themselves. <laughs> yeah, they'd enjoy it more too. And you know what? The funny thing is, though, bless you. Uh, the thing is, a lot of parents don't have a sitter, and they they never get to go to movies, they never get to go to shows, and mm-hmm. so I'm trying to help them say, all right, you know what? You bring the kid, bring your kid. They're not going to be an extra uh, financial burden on you. And but my baby's dress right. is a jaw one. I got to get my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Last year when you did that. I thought it was phenomenal. Then when I went and I saw the response and how everybody was enjoying themselves and how everybody and also benefits the artists because the they have more money to buy product from the artists. Yeah. And um I thought it was phenomenal. That's why I think it's 
It's Thank brilliant. You. Yeah. I so, mean, I, look, everybody wants to make money. It's a business. But to be honest with you, if they walked away and the artists and fans say, that's the show I really love going to, right. that's more valuable to me than anything. Yeah. So what have you learned from the first one to the second one? <laughs> I mean, just like in terms of the I've, organization. Oh, there's so much. I know, right? Yeah, no, you learned a lot. Well, I've right, put learned, on a lot of events. With like less we used than to do five a lot minutes to go. What did you learn? Like, just like one or two. But like, I put on a lot of events. Like, and every time you put on an event, you're like, all right, well, we got to fix this. We got to do that. This was good. This didn't work. So, what would you say? Like the biggest thing that you learned, well, like not to thing, do and what to do. Promotion. Um, I learned uh, better ways to promote, uh, more intelligent, economic, and efficient ways to promote. That's the first thing. Uh, I really think if I knew how to promote better the first time i have had had an even bigger turnout um you tend to take things personally sometimes you can't help it as a human being when you're dealing in a business situation and i've learned to not um the people some people are what they are they do what they do not everybody's going to carry themselves with integrity okay whatever you move on you focus on what you have to do um i stay in my lane i do what i have to do and then just of course learning just the intricacies of how certain deals work when you are dealing with celebrities some people want appearance fees or or guarantees or per diems and you're working with agents and agents who have been doing this for 20 30 years so they know what they're doing so you just get a little more savvy with how you talk and deal with them okay there you go. Social media time. Speaking of promotion, where can people find out more about your The show? website is www.suffolkcomicartexpo.com. The Instagram page is obviously at Suffolk Comic Art Expo, and it's the same with Facebook. I don't, I'm not currently on Twitter, but I may have to change that. So we're I'm Facebook saying, and Instagram right now. I find comic book people on Twitter are usually pretty nice if you're not taking some bizarre... <laughs> like political or social justice stand. I don't have any opinions or judgments. I'm simply putting on a good show. And like I know Soto's Fair on enough. Twitter, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to get on there just saying like these are my guests, give them a shout out, make sure you come see them. And I doubt you'll have really negative pushback yeah, yeah. from it. Well, I love 2G stuff and I don't know anything about this stuff. These guys are the experts. You guys are the expert. Thank um, you. Thank you for deferring to me. Well, yes. Tucci is, Billy Tucci is a friend of mine. Good about myself. He's actually a friend of mine. I have to tell you, another class act, another yeah. great guy. Yeah, I met him. He's, he's, he's a really good guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw his Wonder Woman at the. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think oh, he draws God. women phenomenally. A- Amazing. He draws Amazing. them where they're not he, sexualized, he, but they're empowered. And he and them well, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. And Thank he's you. another guy that he'll sit there and talk with you. What's up, buddy? Buddy. He loves to yeah. say, buddy. Yeah. I've, I've learned when I went just to see the people, the artists that I like, and I go to them every, every time, and that's how... He would have been at the first show, but he had another engagement. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hanna is another awesome guy, and he's so well established in the industry. He couldn't make it to this show. He will be at my next show. So you're gonna have. You're already gonna do. Uh, it's, I already announced the date. I had to for. When, when is that? When's November ninth. Will it's a Saturday. Will be a bigger show at and it's same place. As of now, it's the same uh, venue. Yeah. Mm, fingers okay. crossed, it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. A good way. I course. mean, you obviously have to see how everything goes at the, the yeah, venue, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I so, think I think I'm gonna pre- predict that that's a pop. Venue, Stony Brook. Stony Brook. Um, yeah. Well, you gotta understand. There's an actual LIR train station that goes there. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a Suffolk bus that goes there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's ex- easily accessible uh, via driving. Free parking. Yep. Free parking uh-huh. yep. Right. On the weekend. Yep. And uh, as far as pl- plus uh, promotion. There's a whole There's 20,000 students on, on yeah. campus that yes. I've reached already. It is the biggest uh, college on Long Island. But here's it the is. other thing. If I nice do, if this show right. grows, outgrows, where do you go? I'm not going to Nassau Coliseum. I'm the Suffolk Comic Art and Expo. Yeah. Well, they have an arena. Right. Yeah. They right. have an indoor arena. Right. That's all it is. You just right. go into another room. You know, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking five steps ahead. You have to. Yeah. You have to. That's right. Very smart. So we have a few minutes left. So we're going to do our final thoughts. So, Charlie, because sure. you're all the way to my right, do you have yes. a final thought about the... Give, uh, the I don't have a final thought. I have, a, <laughs> I have a thought. You plan I on existing after this. Everybody go to this convention. You're going to be surprised, Paul. This is an amazing convention. It's Phil, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a... I was going to let that I, one go. I, I, I was going to let that I'm go. I'm just seizing them. It's it fine. Was, it I've been called worse by family. It was a pee. I know. In the front, right? <laughs> this is why you just never refer to the guest by name. You're like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You look at him. Listen, I'm just kidding. That's why it's not yeah. a I appreciate the sentiment. Thank yeah. God. But anyway, don't go to his convention. No, <laughs> uh, 
Go, really, you, you're going to enjoy yourself. It's affordable and uh, beautiful. And uh, again, the Grindhouse Radio, excellent job, guys. Excellent Love you guys. job. And once again, to my beautiful friend, uh, Florence, 96 years young. Have a wonderful birthday, 96 more years. And uh, that's it. Zambo, final thought? Final thought? Um, you're in my backyard. So definitely something for me to consider. And from just hearing it, I mean, I want to get more into comics and seeing just them more in person. And as much as the new prints that we, you guys were talking about do uh, bring new light, like I have a couple of those, it's cool to see the older uh, models in hand. And it's just, it's really cool. And I love seeing stuff like that. And I love illustrations and art. So that's something I'll definitely be. Phil. Uh, you'll probably be seeing me there as a patron without a doubt. Cool. Phil, Thank final you. thought? Well, first of all, thanks for having me back. You guys have been great. Mark is uh, really cool. You guys have been I at my show. Mark is okay. Yes. No, you guys have been great. You've <laughs> been at the show. You did the hand thing. And I appreciate you know the support. Just and be happy yeah. didn't call you Matt. Yeah. I just want everybody to know that sincerely, this is a fan making a show. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear that a fan made by fans, but they're really making money. <laughs> I'm not making a lot of money over a $10 reality, ticket. I just want to have a good time. I want everyone to walk away having a good time. Yeah. And you're welcome to tell me if there's something you think that could make the show better. So. And when you get there, ask for either Phil or Paul. <laughs> That's right. The answer's to both, apparently. 30 seconds or less. Final thought. Uh, as always, I always recommend that you, one, hug your mom if you can, and two, <laughs> don't forget to see the Hell in the Cell match at <laughs> Suffolk. Four vendors enter, one vendor leaves. That's right. What's great is my name is so long, you can't even remember it. So. There you go. That'd be awesome. All right. Go so, to the con. That's what I think. So that about does it for this week on the for Real. Really? Uh, make sure you listen to our show every week on this radio station. Miss any part of our show? Tough. Go to www.camefromrio.com. <laughs> We're both waiting on that stream. <laughs> um, you can check us out on Beyond Dawn Studios, Overcast, Podcast, iHeart, Google Play Music, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, damn, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, or. I'm sorry, hold on. I was getting a nosebleed <laughs> from that. Just Google it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.